0: you're listening to the coffee hour i'm eddie bates today we have the opportunity to talk with the director of lcms life ministry deaconess tiffany maynor in studio thank you so much for joining us today deaconess
1: i'm so glad to be here with you
0: so in in this position now for a few months. How many months? A few months. Installed this summer. Yeah. So um, now, kind of starting to find some roots here in St. Louis, and and living in well, not internationally. It feels like it these days because of travel, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 starting to to find some roots here and uh, connecting with others at the International Center and so many others that you serve with. Um, Let's talk about a number of items on the plate for life ministry these days. Um, I think some of the one of the biggest right now is uh, the uh, Supreme Court uh, justice the nominee.
1: Yeah, so that was big news this weekend, and a lot of um, pro life people across the country were eagerly watching to see who the nominee would be, and I'm quite thrilled, quite excited about Judge Amy Coney Barrett. So. Um, It'll be an interesting ride now to watch and see what's coming up in the next few weeks. But as I was poking around a little bit into uh, her her past and, and what's uh, happened the last time that uh, Trump nominated her for the Seventh Circuit, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit, um, I noticed that it was a bipartisan vote. So I thought that was kind of interesting and that some of our our folks out there might not have have seen that to to know that uh, this isn't uh, doesn't need to be a um, a, a kind of a a situation that becomes defined by which party you're a member of or even not. But that um, Judge Amy Coney Barrett really has the potential to be a, a bipartisan nominee to the Supreme Court.
0: What what are we? But anything else that you've learned about her or in the last i mean it's it's really only been a few days
1: yeah so i think there's so much information out there it's it could be quite the rabbit hole to to um google her name and see all of the articles and things that are out there I think the thing that I've learned the most over the past few days is, wow, um, this is a woman and, and her family that we can be praying for right now. She is receiving so much attention and her family as well. And I, I can't even imagine what it must be like um, to to live in her shoes um, and, and to walk the path she's walking right now. So that's maybe the number one thing I've learned is that I, um, that I am going to be praying a lot for her. <laughs>
0: Indeed, indeed. It, it, you're right. That that's a lot of attention, all very suddenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else about uh, this Supreme Court nominee?
1: Well, I, I think it would be really good if we can encourage people who are listening to contact their senators and um, be encouraging that that this be a quick. Um, hearing and confirmation not so much because of the election that's not what um, this this uh, vacancy on the Supreme Court really ought to be about it really w- should be focused on on the fact that we're entering into a new season for the Supreme Court a new term and they're they're now, um, there's an even number. So they could split on cases pretty easily. And there's a religious liberty case that's going to be coming up for a hearing in November with the Supreme Court. So it'd really be nice if the Supreme Court does not split on something like that. So um, if if you have an, the inclination to reach out to your senator, you can go to, to senate.gov on the internet, and there's links to, to contact your senator. You could write a letter and send it by postal mail, or you could go online and send an email. Um, but for for those of us who are concerned about things like religious liberty and uh, pro-life um, court cases, it would really be good to have this uh, Senate seat filled soon.
0: Very good. Um, what else is on the docket for today to talk about in, in issues of uh, Life Matters?
1: Sure. So I think one thing that happened this weekend also was Pretty overshadowed by Saturday's big news with the um, with Trump's nomination of, of um, Judge Barrett, and that was an executive order that he signed on Friday evening, um, and it was an executive order that recognized the human dignity and inherent worth of every newborn or other infant child. So it's um, providing protection um, for for babies who are born prematurely. Uh, that they would receive medical care no matter what their gestational age um, is at the time of birth, nor uh, what their abilities or disabilities might be. So this is a pretty big deal, having an executive order signed by Trump that uh, recognizes that that all of these children are, are worthy of care and um, that every hospital should either provide them treatment or transfer them to some place that is able to to uh, care for the, these babies.
0: Why is there a need for, th- for an executive order like this?
1: Well, sadly, uh, at a lot of places decisions were being made when infants were born before 24 weeks to gestational age. So you, you might have a child born at, at 22 weeks or 23 weeks and they're not cared for at birth because decisions are, are thought like, oh, they they don't have very good chances of survival, or we don't have the necessary needle natal unit, um, or um, perhaps this was um, a child born of an abortion that that went badly, and the um, this child's life is not worth saving. So now they, there's not that um, type of sad value judgment made based mm-hmm. upon the age um, or the the circumstances of the, of the birth but um, we're going to care for for all in, in fact uh, we're seeing younger and younger babies able to survive it used to be you know 26 weeks when I was having my kids uh, 25 years ago we, we were really excited to get to the 26 week mark and then it would move a little lower. And it was at the 24-week mark. Well, well now we see infants survive at 21 or even 22 um, weeks uh, of gestational age. So the more care we can give to these babies, the, the more um, medical advances we'll have, the, the, the more children that will survive. So that's always really, really good news. So, of course, we'd love for every uh, baby to survive every pregnancy. But uh, in this fallen world, um, we do what we can to to care for all of them, um, no matter how old they are, what what their abilities are.
0: It it sounds to me that this also humanizes babies that sometimes are referred to not as babies, not as children, um, but rather uh, the, the fetus is viable. Or not viable are, are phrases that I've heard before regarding, you know, circumstances like this.
1: Yeah, and those are those are scientific terms and medical mm-hmm. terms and, and they're good. But I always like to speak um, as God speaks and as scripture speaks and, and say child and, and baby. So you're right, it does it does humanize it and um and giving acknowledging that even these very tiny babies have have rights that's a a pretty big deal with the executive order so it's it's now policy and um and uh the human dignity and worth of every newborn or infant i mean that's the language used in the executive order so it it definitely Mm -hmm. um, makes us see that these very young children are are in fact human beings and um and as christians we know um all human beings are valued by god so that's an important thing
0: So two important items on the national level in terms of advocacy. What about on the the local level? let's take a look at what we can do on the local level.
1: Oh, sure. So this time of year in the fall, there's usually um, events going on at the local level. So it's uh, good to check in and and see with organizations in your town what's happening. Um, Usually pregnancy centers or or pro-life groups in your town may have some things planned. Um, Oftentimes there's um, life change. So... uh, October 4th has, has been a traditional date. Now, now this year with the pandemic, there's a, a variety of dates that are out there that I'm hearing about. Um, sometimes uh, it, whatever the local health department is, is um, encouraging might affect the, the date for a life chain. But uh, these are really great and, and safe events. It's, it's, it's along the line of um, Lutherans cooperating in externals. So it's not a joint worship service and, um, and it's it's not something that we're, we're uh, doing with people that we're not in altar and pulpit fellowship with, Uh, but these are our pro-life groups, um, brothers and sisters in Christ of different confessions that we agree with about the the value of human life so we can have some of these events that let our local communities know, oh, we we care about life from conception to natural death. And um, the life chains usually are great Uh, safe events for a pandemic time frame. So they're outside, you distance by like 20 feet. So uh, you can look those up on lifechain.org. And that might be a great way to to locally say, you know, "I'm, I'm for life.
0: Very good. Lifechain.org. Check it out. Find out if there's a life chain in your community or if there isn't, maybe an opportunity to start one.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there may even be prayer vigils in your community this this fall season. Oftentimes from September 23rd to November 1st, a lot of communities will have prayer vigils um, outside maybe an abortion clinic or a Planned Parenthood. So you could look uh, to see if there's ways um, that your church can be involved or talk to your pastor about that locally.
0: Very good. We have just about a about a minute and a half, two minutes left of uh, where what can we find resources for life issues or anything else that you want to share with us during our time together this morning?
1: Oh, sure. So um, our website, lcms.org slash life, has all kinds of resources for for um, topics that, that range from people with disabilities to um our, resources and articles on abortion or end-of-life issues like euthanasia or assisted suicide. So that's always a really good starting place at lcms.org life. And uh, you can even connect with me, uh, send me an email. I'm uh, still pretty new in my position and enjoying getting to know lots of people across the LCMS who are active and engaged in life efforts. So they, uh, I would encourage anyone to send me an email at lifeministry. At LCMS.org, I would love to hear what's happening in um, the the listeners' neck of the woods and their communities, and and what it is that uh, I can do to help them out when it comes to life ministry locally.
0: So you want to hear about the the life ministry events and things that are happening at the local level as well. It sounds like
1: oh, absolutely.
0: Life ministry at LCMS.org. Send your stories to Deaconess Tiffany Maynor, uh so she can know what's going on across the the church uh, in terms of. Uh, life matters and life issues across the country excellent well thank you so much for being my guest on the coffee hour and god's blessings on all the new work ahead of you in the the year ahead thanks so much for being my guest today
1: thanks andy it was great to talk with you
0: you're listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates